Welcome back to the Unmapped Podcast. On this podcast, we talk about life, upbringing, education, ideas, morals, current events, politics, passions, and more. Today, I have Brian Blasio back on the podcast. You might remember him here before. I think it was March 2018 he was here. Um, he was competing back then too. Uh, he recently just uh, competed at the Arnold Amateur, the Olympia Amateur, and the New Jersey, what did you say it was? State Championship. State Championship. Um, the last time I had you on, uh, I remember you were saying that you were going to be prepping for these competitions. So I think we caught you at the perfect time where it was after the competitions uh, and kind of we're going to be picking back up from where we left off last time. Um, I actually listened to our recording from last time this morning to get some you know things to talk about, kind of see where we left off. And that's why I know that's where we were. Um, so there are a lot of points that, that uh, I'm going to be bringing up from then. Uh, and we're just going to kind of continue as if, you know, nothing happened in this last year and a half. We're just making progress, both of us. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for this conversation and all the stuff we're going to talk about. Um, as you can see, I was actually just so first of all, it took me 40 minutes to try to set up and he's been waiting here patiently. Uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, the first thing. So this is the first time uh, me and Brian have hung out since we worked together at Crunch. Um, wow, which was 2015. Was it? Yeah. Was that, it was so, that was, was it 16? It was my sophomore year of college, which I, th- okay, it might've been 16. It was yeah. a summer. Yeah. Um, cause I was only there for a couple months. I was only yeah. there for the summer break. Um, but I don't think we've seen each other since then, but nah, I think, on IG and yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what I was going to say is that I, I think it's awesome. Like some people always want to talk about the negatives of social media, but like, yeah. Me and you are like, we've been in sync, like just like going back and forth yeah. at least once a month the whole time. Yeah. Just like supporting, just like, oh, dude, that's awesome. Like, what are you doing? And I know, man. That's good. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's kept us connected and we know like kind of where the two of us have left off and like what we're doing at the, the current moment. Um, so it's it's awesome. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to have the recording and uh, I'm glad it's going to be good quality because one of the issues with the last one, um, there's a lot of bad bad um gaps like there was just like no audio and i didn't realize that until today (laughs) but it is what it is and uh and we're here um so the first thing i really wanted to get into uh is that last time you had stepped on stage uh you had said you weren't you weren't tracking macros last time no this is what you said so you you weren't tracking macros you stepped on at around 176 pounds this is about a year and a half ago march 2018 and I wanted to see your progress from then till now. Like, are you tracking macros now? Like, what are you doing? Like, what has changed in your in your kind of scheduling and, and everything that you do on a day-to-day? All right. Well, oh, first of all, I don't think I said it, but uh, thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I just kind of went This is a sick setup, man. <laughs> I actually really like it. Um, but as far as, like, competing-wise and, like, nutrition-wise, macros, I'm still not tracking macros. <laughs> I, uh, I, like, I'm aware of, like, around how much I'm eating. Um, but like I do work with the coach and, uh, he sends me a meal plan. He doesn't really break down the, the calories or the, the macros per se. Um, but that's just how I work. Uh, I do my own, like, I do like, you know, uh, I do put it into my fitness, my fitness pal and mm-hmm. then just figure it out how much I'm actually eating. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty simple. I mean, like most bodybuilders don't really track macros. It's really like the average, the, the fitness goer that, that tracks macros. Okay. Um, but if you look at professional uh, bodybuilders, yeah. they don't really, they just follow meal plan. They're like, I'm eating six meals with three with carbs. The rest just protein or like, that's how they break it down. Really? Uh, yeah. That's interesting. I yeah. didn't know that. 
um, it, it's mostly like the last few years with like the whole social media thing. If it fits your macros, has been getting more and more popular. Mm-hmm. But like bodybuilding has been around for like you know since like the sixties, you know, fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, and back then they didn't track macros. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So it, it's in that sense it hasn't really evolved much. But uh, I mean we've gotten smarter about mm-hmm. how we do things. Um, before, like it, getting into it, um, most people would do like a really low fat diet, like yeah. high. It's always been high protein, but they would play around more with the carbs. Now they're uh, starting to play around more with the fats. So like uh, having a little bit higher fats has more benefits, uh, just uh, mood-wise, uh, hormone-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people react better with fats than they do with carbs. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that. But they, it, because if you if you really look at it, like most bodybuilders aren't eating protein bars. They're not really eating like like junk food. They're mm-hmm. not really trying to like fit junk food into their diet. They stick yeah, to whole yeah. foods. There's no really like, there's not much difference between six ounces of chicken breast and six ounces of tilapia. Right. So there's like not much, um, like th- there's no need to track macros per se. Okay. But um, I'm pretty sure most coaches do have that already taken care of. So They already take that into account prior to giving yeah. you your meals. Like for okay. example, when I train my clients, um, I, I actually do give them the breakdown of how much they're eating. Mm-hmm. So they have the option to do either like meal plan or, uh, options with their meal plans or they can do if it fits your macros if they like you know want to put in a like replace a meal with like a protein bar or mm-hmm. like whatever that's not in the plan they can just track their macros and then put it in okay um, interesting so, yeah. I feel like I rushed into conversation really quickly <laughs> <laughs> no because I feel like both of us are like the like, pacing now um, which is like I, I have a bad habit of doing that and it's because like I was telling you earlier um, uh, like I was like so before this, I was editing. I was trying. I mean, I was trying to uh, fix the settings for this this audio and, and video stream, and my heart rate was already up, like going back yeah, and yeah, forth. Like and like after, yeah. So <laughs> so after doing the intro and like talking for like forty seconds straight, and then realizing like I just kind of threw you into it. I kind of that was a bad way to start it. Out. <laughs> <Not bad. laughs> um, like correct way of doing yeah. So so l- let's pretend. Let's let's breathe for a second um i tell my clients all the time uh just breathe like when they come in i say that all the time because uh, most people aren't breathing correctly seriously they're really not yeah um most people are doing chest breathing versus diaphragmatic breathing right it's like i'll get them like lay down on their stomach and then like put a block on their back and be like all right i want you to feel the block rise yep, yep. i feel like i need to do that right now <laughs> right it's like relax just do this <laughs> one chest, one chest, one on your stomach and just whatever rises first you know, just yeah there you go <laughs> um but outside outside of like you know talking about training and all that stuff, um, you know how like how has your schedule been? You know how has everything been? Because you've been doing since since the last conversation we have we've had um, last year. Uh, you know I've been following you on Instagram and you know seeing what you do on a week to week, month to month basis, and you're doing shows at a pretty high rate. Uh, I, I guess yeah. Um, so like the reason why I'm competing so often is. Um, you know, get get a little, you know how Joe Rogan will always be like you can get a fist a fistful away from that sucker. Yeah, right. uh, so you could be to like the side of it. You can move it around if you want to oh, find whatever's perfect. comfortable. It's, yeah, right. uh, so you just want to be close to it so the audio comes um, out good. Well, the reason why I'm competing so often is um, well, I'm competing twice a year really, like because um, I'm trying to go pro, mm-hmm. and um, the only chances that I have really to turn pro are either the Arnold Amateur or the Olympia Amateur, which okay. is March or September. Right. Um, and that's because I'm not really a citizen. So 
in order to do national shows, you need to be a citizen. Mm-hmm. There's around 12 total shows mm-hmm. that you could do. But out of those 12, I can only do two. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this is the only opportunities you really have to qualify. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Is, there, um, is there a distinction between doing those shows versus doing others? Or is it just yes. more opportunity? Um, the main thing is all other shows, each class in the top two gets to go pro. Okay. Meaning, for example, they for men's physique, I compete with the little boar shorts. Um, they divide each class into, uh, depending on your height. So if you're like 5'5", five, five, but you're class A. 5'6", mm-hmm. uh, class B. 5'8", class C, you know. Okay. Um, so um, there could be classes A, B, C, D, E, all the way to like F, G sometimes. And then top two in those classes turn pro. Meaning they, okay. you have the opportunity, you have like, what, like 10 pro cards right there you can you could get. Right. Um, so that's a lot more chances. For the ones that I'm doing, they're called international shows. So only the overall gets a turn pro. Top two in the Arnold, top three in the Olympia. So meaning Jeez. you have to place first in your class. You still don't turn pro. Mm-hmm. Then you have to go up against all the other people that turn, that, that got first place too. Mm-hmm. And then you got to beat them. Damn. Yeah. So, so, for the overall, is, is that, would it still be the same? Like it have to be the same class, or would they be like from any class as long as they won from from any class? Okay, so you could be going up Damn, against that's tough. someone that's six five or someone who's. But that doesn't doesn't that seem like illogical? Because someone who's six five might have just yeah, yeah. a completely different frame, and it's yeah, that's, okay. You're just like, yeah, a, I know, yeah, I know, I'm that's tight about the thing this. With bodybuilding, okay. so it's very subjective. Okay, and um, usually. The guys that do the best in bodybuilding are not the too tall or, or the too short. Okay. Like around like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, yeah. That's like the perfect height. But then again, like if you see like, look at the current Mr. Olympia that just won men's physique a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Was it like uh, six feet tall. Chris, Chris Bumstead? No, uh, he won. For, uh, for men's physique. For men's physique. That's who won classic. Won, okay, who won for men's physique? For men's physique, physique uh, Raymond. No. Yeah, the guy's pretty tall. He's okay, like six feet tall. Okay, so like and he, that makes he, it much. It's exponentially more difficult to put on the muscle mass to look the size that you need and have the proportions. But then again, if you look a few years ago, the guy that kept winning was uh, Jeremy Buendia, and he was mm-hmm. like what five eight, five nine. Yeah. So it's, it's like, funny you actually brought up Buendia last time too, and yeah, uh, yeah I was because I was shocked because I was shocked at uh, his height. I always in the last time we talked, I thought he was six foot. And then you're like, no, he's Filipino. He's, he's yeah. short. Yeah. Um, but he has the proportions of someone who, because he has like that Eight, tiny waist, yeah. broad shoulders. Yeah. Um, so he, he looks gigantic. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so for those overalls, then uh, I'd say let's get into kind of. So you said you still aren't you weren't tracking the macros, but I'm assuming you're eating just an exorbitant amount compared to how much you used to eat. So every year I do get a little bigger, and bigger. Okay. So the food does go up a little bit. Um, but then again, it kind of doesn't feel like it to be honest. Okay. Towards the end, it's like towards the end, you still up and you, you still end up eating like you know little amounts of food. Uh, I think the lowest I went down to was like sixteen, seventeen hundred calories mm-hmm. for this for this prep. Um, cardio towards the end, like the last two ish weeks. Uh, I might as well say the last four weeks, really, because I did I show four weeks before the mm-hmm. New, the New Jersey State Championships. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to peak for that show, towards like so peaking for a show, the way I do it is, cardio just goes up through the roof. Like mm-hmm. normally, I was doing about uh, sixty minutes, four or five times a week, for like the first what three months around there. Yeah. And then towards like the last two ish weeks before a show, sort of goes up. Um, but since I did two shows so close together, I was doing cardio 
lot. So two two hours pretty much a day. Damn Jesus! Like the last two weeks. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, like five six times a week, but like at that point I don't even count, and it's pretty much every day mm-hmm. for me. So, so this is actually this is a question that I had from the the poll that I did, and yeah. one of the questions I had, it was actually from Pravin, who's who's he's one of my buddies from college. He's talked to you before, okay. um, and he he wanted to ask is just how you're sustaining doing this and like how you feel on a day-to-day basis. And I have the same question because like, like I'm not doing anything to the level that you are. G- granted that I'm not eating um, the caloric uh, amount that I would need to sustain uh, doing activity at that level. But that being said, like I'm doing maybe, you know, four workouts a week and I feel taxed, right? So how, how do you feel like... <laughs> I know it's sad. I, I've, we've gone over this before. Like I have horrible genetics. I was was not made for lifting. I have all those injuries. Like I'm just I'm just broken broken down at this point already. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, like like how on a week to week day to day basis do, do you feel and like are, are you sustaining you know the amount of exercise that you do and do, do you feel as though dropping your calories makes it feel way worse uh, or so I'll say this. Um, I think I can do with low calories. It's the fact is once the cardio goes up, that's what kills me. Mm-hmm. Like I can I can do the the 1800 calories, but if I wasn't like it like the hardest part is performing with those little calories. Okay. Um like the beginning of the prep, middle of the prep is it's not that bad actually. Like it, like it, you get into like a rhythm um you're pretty much doing very similar things every day. Um, at that point, I have options with my foods too. Like, I don't have to eat the same exact meal every single day. Like, I, I can like alternate different sources of protein, different sources of carbs, you know, that kind of stuff. And plus, I was getting like two cheat meals a week. Okay. <laughs> so like that sort of like keeps me alive. And uh, as far as like how I feel, like, I mean, I've been doing it for a while now, so it's like. So you think it's, it's kind of used to it. So that's one thing that I wonder because there's so even at my level of you know working out and exercise, like I'm assuming none of my clients can do it um, because I train them and like I know what they can and can't do, and I know that they can't do it, right? But I don't. I personally don't think I'm doing that much compared to people that do more. Um, so there's a part of me that wants to believe that it's just you know the progressive overload through time. Um, eventually, a load that's heavy is going to be extremely easy for you. Um, but then there's another part of me that I always wonders because, like, for me, and I do think I'm an anomaly with this. That um, I, I have, low, I think I have a low bone density and like that. Like, I always have joint issues, right? So muscularly, I've never had too many problems. Uh, I've never like had any injuries of, that are major. Like all of the things that I've had that have been recurring and have been a problem have been joint related. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a big part of that goes, just goes to like over time. I think bone density will increase. I mean it's a bunch of studies have shown that resistance training will increase bone density. Yeah. Um, so I think it's gotten better for sure because I've continued to do it. And I think if I keep doing it at the rate that I am, it will continue to get better. Uh, yeah, I agree too. So I think for you, because you've properly scheduled, you know, diet, nutrition, exercise, and have been doing it for so long, you've gotten more accustomed to it. I think it's a combination of, like the things that I that I do because I'm I'm pretty like OCD about like mobility stuff. Okay. Like sometimes I'm in the gym a long time, and like for example, okay, if I'm in the gym for three hours, the workout itself is like an hour or so, mm-hmm. hour maybe hour and a half sometimes if it's legs or something. Um, 
But what takes up most of the time is actually my warm-ups. Like, I, dude, I go ham on, like, mobility. Like, mm -hmm. the, the form roll, like, lacrosse balls, the stretching, um, and, then, and then the cardio, of course. Mm -hmm. But, um, and then another thing is the actual training itself. Like, I don't really train, like, super, super heavy. Okay. Like, I don't, like, when it comes to, like, powerlifting sort of movements, uh, when it comes to, like, the, the squat, the deadlift, the bench press. Like, I don't, I don't bench press. I haven't bench pressed in, like, okay. two years. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Any particular uh, reason you don't bench press? You just don't enjoy it or you just don't um, see a point in it? I don't think, like, my chest really activates too much during the bench press. Okay. And I feel like there is the risk to reward is not really there. Mm -hmm. I feel like you activate a lot more through uh, dumbbells. You know, the stabilizer is being activated. You're controlling the weight better. Um, you have a lot better range of motion. So I like dumbbells a lot more than the barbells for, for chest. Okay. Um, and then <clears throat> it's a combination of um, the supplements that I take. Like I'm, I'm heavy on like the fish oils, like anything, like even my sleep aids, for example. <laughs> like I make sure that um, I try to like sleep as much as I can, even though that doesn't happen too much towards the end of the prep. But um, as far as my foods, like uh, majority of the time, it's very like whole foods. Like it's not fried foods is not so all like inflammation levels I try to keep them as low as possible uh, the way I cook things like I don't use canola oil uh, okay. I try to stick with like coconut oil or like mm -hmm. uh, olive oil mm -hmm. um, even like seasonings um, <laughs> literally just pink salt black pepper right, uh, right. lately I've been using a lot of like sugar free sauces which is mm -hmm. changing my life lately okay <laughs> but uh, other than that it's like I do try to take care of the factors that I can't control outside of the gym, mm -hmm. I think that's made a huge difference. Um, the way I train, don't go too heavy. Um, I I focus more like um, intensifiers, so things like drop sets, um, things like four sets, um, supersets, um, low rest time. Okay. Um, Keeping the heart rate up the entire workout. Yes. So like majority of the time, I work out by myself. Mm -hmm. So I think that's also something that's sort of saved me. Because if you're with a partner all the time, um, they're going to push you to do more. Like, I'm a big fan of forced reps, but if you do them too often, that can most likely lead you to injury. Right. Um, so I think it's a blessing in disguise that I'm working by myself most of the time. Because if I want to go past failure, like if I do an incline dumbbell press, right, and get to eight reps, I fail at eight reps. If I had someone, they could probably spot me to get like another and push two or it a little reps. bit more. Right. That takes a lot more on your joints than you dropping the weight and then go lighter and then go for another like six mm -hmm. reps or something. Um, so I think that's another factor. Um, two things we mentioned were your your the importance of sleep yeah. and uh, your your supplement stack. Mm -hmm. um, so these are two. So recently, I um, I've been trying to really key in because I, I generally have high inflammation. Okay. Um, so I've been trying to key in on like what is causing my inflammation. Mm -hmm. um, so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to do a gallon of water a day. Um, nice. Just trying to increase that. And um, adding things like collagen, uh, yeah. adding more, you know, I, I've, I've taken, uh, I'm always taking omega-3s and omega-6s uh, outside nice. of like for joint health. I take it just for longevity purposes. Like it's good for, you know, so many things. Uh, it's great for your, your um your neurochemistry, good for your brain development. Yeah, yeah, great for, yeah, so so there's a lot of things. So I've always taken that, but I've never really, for a long time or long term, taken like glucosamine or chondroitin or. Um, okay. um, so I'm wondering what supplements are, you know, in your opinion, necessary for someone who's working 
weekly and at the intensity that you're working out at? Um, as far as supplements go, um, fish oil would be like at the top of the list, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, but like a like good, like not just like your cheap brand from Walmart. <laughs> like um don't remember the brand that I have. But um so you want to look at the EPA versus DHA ratio. Um, I don't remember exactly like all the ratios and what they're good for. Um, but if you find a good, um, a higher EPA to DHA ratio, that, um, that, that helps with inflammation a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this one particular brand that I take. It's not the cheapest. It's like 40 bucks for like a month and a half, two month supply. Okay. Uh, which is, I think that's a little bit pricier than most fish oils. But um, I've noticed a difference with that. I think creatine is uh, is another one. Just um, having that little extra cushion of, um, you know, extra water, extra ATP in your body helps with uh, with joint support. Um, Did you take creatine even like off? Like, would you no? So you wouldn't take creatine when you're prepping. Uh, so you have like the water retention. You take it year round yeah. all the time. Uh, the only if I stop creatine. Is either because uh, I keep forgetting, okay. or like <laughs> the, last, reason. the last week before a show. Um, okay, that's just to avoid some sort of like uh, any sort of water retention or mm-hmm. like um, that. That's really the, the main thing, just water retention. But even then, like some people don't even come off creatine towards the end of the show because, like, if you really think about it, it's it, it's water stored in your muscle cells. There's no so for bodybuilding show, you want to get rid of as much water as between the muscle and uh, the the fatty tissue mm-hmm. um so um, so yeah uh, some people don't even cycle off it but i i just don't. okay um what else yeah the the omega um, the omega-3 and 6 that i take are from um this company out in new zealand called extend life which sounds like a scheme but <laughs> it's actually a phenomenal company they have nice. some great products for supplements okay and um that one has a high epa to dha uh, ratio nice. um so i know that that has made a big impact they also have a um, they have a joint supplement that's like high in turmeric. It has okay. glucosamine. It has, I think, bovine cartilage. It's a long list of, of okay. ingredients. Um, but the thing is, like, the reason why I've been trying to avoid um, taking their supplements and trying to kind of find things that are a little bit more independent is that I don't know what's working from their supplement. Because gotcha. it's so many things that I, I don't know which mean. one of those things is helping me. Gotcha. Um, which is, I think, the problem with compound supplements that are, you know, they just put everything in there so they yeah, can yeah. sell it and be like, oh, we're giving you so much. Because you don't know which of the things are helping you. Yeah, um, so I've been trying to find things that are a little bit more independent. Um, trying to find, and, and outside of like supplement, trying to find things that are more, uh, like you're saying, whole. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing like a car, like a collagen supplement, like just getting, like I want to try to start implementing bone broth into my into my diet, right? Nice. Okay. Um, into implementing more like fatty beefs and stuff like that uh, that you know I can get naturally from food. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the digestion process of those foods, yeah. I'm going to get more of what I want yeah. than just taking a supplement. Um, but it's it's difficult trying to find exactly what works i mean there's and especially right now like i tell all of my clients and all the people that i work with um like it's it really is the golden age for like exercise science and exercising like it's no longer like bro splits and you know drop sets only it's like there's a lot of science in the community um and the information just keeps expanding and there's more and more to learn which is kind of scary because like i get overwhelmed with how much stuff there is out there but there's there's so much that we didn't know prior um, and that we can add into our lives to like make it better and feel better. I agree, man. Um, it's like, for example, you're taking a, a different approach. Like, for example, all the supplements that you're mentioning are directly affecting 
bone health. Mm-hmm. And um, I try to take a different approach. Okay. More like half your body. So your body has its own ability to to detoxify itself, to repair itself. Um, I don't really take uh, glucosamine. Um, the, the, my approach is just try to fix my insides first, give my body its its own ability or increase its own ability to repair itself pretty much, to support me. Okay. So if you, for example, if you go, if you try to, if you focus on your gut health, for example, I think that will have a much better effect on your overall body, your joints, your performance, your sleep, your focus, um, as opposed to taking that glucosamine supplement. Right. Um, so how many uh, supplements did you ask me to, to list? Was it five? Oh, just whatever, whatever the ones that I you... I think I listed like two. Or yeah, we got two. Of the, we, we started talking about creatine <laughs> and something. I mean, that's how it goes. It was the uh, fish oil, the creatine. Next one, it was going to be vitamin D. Okay. And um, a green supplement. What does that mean? A green supplement. So, like, I'm a big fan like of... A, like a superfood type of thing? Yes. Okay. Um, so, the one that I take in particular, that I've been taking lately, has been this one by First Form. It's, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, the, the, the greens that they have. OptiGreens, I believe it was called. Okay. And um, it has really good ingredients in it. Uh, uh, probiotics, uh, things to help you digest the food, things to keep uh, a stable uh, insulin level. Um, and, and that's the approach that I like to take instead of uh, going for, like, your, your glucose, glucose means your joint supports. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think turmeric... That was a really good one that you mentioned. I think those five would be like your, your ideal if you're trying to like focus on your uh, bone density, your your joints in general. Yeah, there's one there's one trainer that used to come to the the Equinox that I work at. Mm-hmm. He's actually uh, he's one of the the most popular personal trainers out in Dubai. Really, um, wow. super smart guy, like fascinating to talk to. Um, a conversation I had with him was basically that you should trust supplements that have been around in civilizations for extended periods of time. Um, if you think about communities of people who have adopted or, um, you know, kept something for so long, there has to be a reason. So caffeine, turmeric, things of that nature, like they've been around in civilization for so long. Like Mm -hmm. there's a reason we keep them around, Mm -hmm. um, because we know the benefits. So his approach to it is he only takes things that have been around and aren't like new and coming. Um, cause he has more, you know, there's more reason to believe that it's going to work and it's going to help. Okay. Uh, So it was a fascinating way to think about it. Uh, he basically said he didn't want to be the guinea pig for the, the things that are out right now, uh, which I is being a guinea pig. This <laughs> <laughs> is like because I'm in the middle of that. Uh, so he's older. So he's on like I think he's closer to like the 40, 50 range. So he's been around for longer. Okay. Um, for me, I'm in the middle where I'm so kind of I'm such a believer of like the scientific evidence that we have for mm-hmm. new things that we invent. Um, though some of them will have issues probably later on down the line, but I have faith in like the research that we do and, you know, the, the regulations that we have put upon medication of any mm-hmm. sorts or supplements, um, and, and th- believe that they will be beneficial. Um, so there are certain things that I will take, um, based on, you know, evidence from studies, even though they haven't been around for so long, but I understand like the perspective that he's coming, yeah. that he's coming from. Yeah. Um, I personally like taking... Like if I like playing around with things, mm-hmm. so like I like experimenting with myself. Like even since I was younger, man, uh, I remember when I was like I think fifteen, sixteen. I for like a period of time I did like a no sodium diet. It was like that a two week thing. I know sounds I know, uncomfortable. I know. And like you like just passing out every other. <laughs> it was uncomfortable. Okay, I lost a lot of water weight. I'll tell you that. 
but it, it was it felt bad. Nah, never again. Never doing that. Um, yeah, ne- never cut out your sodium. By the way, yeah, if you're definitely. ever going a diet, yeah, <laughs> you need the sodium to like perform. It's electrolytes. Yeah, people forget that electrolytes just means sodium on another level. Um, one of the things you mentioned that I want to get into too is uh, so so there's actually a couple of things. So we talked about you talked about gut health, right? Yeah. So outside of the superfoods and the greens that you're implementing, yeah. what else are you doing for your gut health and like probiotics? Um, so things like I'm a big fan of sauerkraut. Okay. Um, kimchi, I don't really get my hands on it too often, but that's another thing you can add. Um, things like Greek yogurt are great um, for probiotics. Um, just anything that has a good um, bacteria to help you digest your foods. I think those are the main ones that I stick to. Um, How often would you would you say you implement it? So, like for me, like I try to add one probiotic. <clears throat> One probiotic a day, mm-hmm. um, so like whether it's a kombucha or a Greek yogurt, or whatever kombucha we eat. Another one, yes. So I'll add one thing a day. Okay. Um, is it something along that lines, or is it like something it just depends? Like that, yeah. So like for example, um, it also depends on how much I'm eating. So like if I'm prepping for a show, mm-hmm. um, I'm already eating very little foods. So like, and to me, like anything below like twenty five hundred calories is is little to me. Okay. <laughs> so like. Um, I don't really focus on that too much. For me, the um, like I'll do it like once a day or every two days. Uh, I'll make sure that I have my greens like every day. That's one. But then incorporating the actual foods like the sauerkraut or the uh, or the kombucha, I'll do that maybe three, four times a week. So it's not as often as okay. I would if I'm eating a lot of food. Like right now, I'm eating a lot of food, so I'm going ham on things like kombucha, mm-hmm. my greens, like two servings a day sometimes. Um, I need digestive enzymes as well, so like. Um, it, it all depends on, on. So there, I don't think there's one set thing. It's more like, what are you doing? Like, how much are you putting in your body? How much does your body have to deal with at that moment? That's what dictates whether do you need to add more probiotics, do you need to add less, or like you know, take some or. Right. Okay. Um, so you kind of. I think you're probably more in sync with how your body yeah. feels, and you can oh, yeah. tell like when your digestion is good or when it isn't, and yeah. when you probably need to add kombucha or Greek yogurt. <laughs> Yeah. So okay, yeah. that that makes sense. Um, the other thing is that you're saying that you prefer um, adaptation in the body rather than implementing a supplement that will do you know the positive will will allow for the positive benefit. So like yeah. versus instead of taking glucosamine, you want to find the root of the problem. Yes. Or change something from a different perspective, like changing your diet. Mm-hmm. Um, so like one of the things that I do, like I I do intermittent fasting regularly. Okay. Um, so I don't do it every single day, but probably three to four times a week. I don't eat okay. anything prior to 12 p.m. Okay. Uh, and I try my best to, to finish eating by 8 p.m. So the eight-hour window, 16-hour okay. fast. That's, that's really good. That helps. Um, but the thing is, I always have an issue getting my calories in, in the window, right? Really? Because I'm usually, I'm usually busy. And I don't have – so this is actually one of the questions that someone on my poll had for you mm-hmm. is that how do you eat when you don't feel like eating anymore? And I don't think – so the reason I'm like I was like skeptical <laughs> to asking this question because I don't think you have this issue. I do not have this okay. issue now. <laughs> um, all right. Um, if, if you need to eat like a certain amount of food, especially in a, in a short time window, I would say go for like high caloric foods. Like I would go higher in the fats really. Like a tablespoon of peanut butter is a lot easier to eat than like, uh, like a whole steak, you know. Um, so that right there, a whole tablespoon is just like a, almost 200 calories, right? Yeah, there. I think it's 170 for a tablespoon for the one that I have at least. 210 for the justice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so like go higher in the fats, like olive oil, coconut oil, mm-hmm. uh, avocados. Do shakes. 
um, if you're eating like meats, like instead of using a chicken breast, you can do like chicken thighs. Um, there's certain sauces. Um, like if you're doing like Greek yogurt, for example, instead of using the plain fat free, go for like the full fat one or cottage cheese. Something that's like heavy in the calories. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's one way of doing it. Um, if if you're, uh, I mean, I don't really recommend this unless you're like lean and like you do your cardio. You know, you can increment your, uh, you can increase your junk foods. I mean, a donut isn't, you know, <laughs> donuts still top of your you head do, right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You eat a donut and like you kind of want to eat more. Right. Um, so you can play around with foods like that too. So like foods that are like particularly junk foods, anything high in carbs, fats, and sugars. Um, tend to increase your appetite mm-hmm. just because of that insulin spike. Um, so you can do, you can use that to your, to your favor. But um, then again, I would only use that if, uh, if you're sort of uh, where you want to be in terms of how you look. Like I would only recommend that to anyone that's to an eight to like 12% body fat, just because their insulin sensitivity is a lot better than if you weren't. Um, if you're above 12%, I would for men, uh, for women around, like if, um, to high teens, high teens is is pretty low for women. Like like eighteen to twenty percent is pretty low from for, yeah. for women. So, I was so if you're yeah. in that range, around eighteen to twenty, it's a uh, it's a good range to it. The eighteen to twenty is the equivalent to like ten to twelve percent for men. Yeah, yeah. So like if you're in that range, I'd say your your insulin sensitivity is, is decent. So you know you can have a few snacks here. And there. Yeah. So uh, so I'm not like because I have this issue, it's an issue too. And the thing is, people get mad at me when I say that I have this issue, is that I'm not eating enough. Because, like, you know, we, you know, America has an obesity epidemic. And that's like, not, like, uh, having too much food is an issue that most people have. And, yeah. like, I can always, you can always eat more. Yeah. But I have this inclination to not eat junk food. Um, gotcha. Again, because okay. it spikes it spikes my my inflammation overall. Okay. Um, but actually, I did notice that. So that is, a, that's a great tip for uh, the, the person that asked the question. Is uh, I had, um, do you know what bark thins are? The what? Bark thins. Bark thins? Yeah. They're they're like slabs of dark chocolate with pretzel inside with sea salt. I really like them. Okay, yeah. So so I had um two. I bought two bags of bark thins from okay. from uh, Shoprite last time I went shopping. Okay. And I finished an entire. They're eight hundred calories a bag, and I finished an entire bag. Jeez. And usually my appetite's pretty low. Like I'm not okay. super hungry ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I eat just when I you know need to eat. Uh, but I had that bag and I was starving after. Um, so like that insulin sensitivity, it's it's remarkable to to, to see how your body reacts when you yeah, start yeah. putting more sugar into your body yeah, and putting things that will spike uh, your, your your insulin like that. Yeah, man. even like that just makes you more hungry. Like even actual food, like satisfies you. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's you're giving your body what it really needs. And then junk food, it's like sort of what you want, sort of what you crave. And then once you have one of those things, it just makes you want to have more. And yeah, more yeah, and more, so. yeah. Dude, when I had the, I opened the bag and I was like, all right, I'm gonna eat like it's like it has like like ten to twelve like big slabs in there. I was like, I'll eat like three. And I finished the entire bag both times. And like, there's very few things that I like 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 indulge like that. Like for you, it's donuts. Like you can have as many donuts. Cereal. So, uh, for me, cereal. Only cinnamon toast crunch for me. Really? That's the only one that I like. Really like. There's no other cereal that like I'm like I love and I want to have multiple bowls of. So lately, I've been having uh, like for my shows. I've been doing cereal as part of my my carb up for the shows because it's it's really easy to digest and absorb. Okay. Um, so like for example, if you have to eat seven hundred grams of carbs, for example, you wouldn't want to do that with white rice, you know, or brown rice. Right, right. That would suck. That would be so suck so yeah. bad. That's such a sad yeah. thing. <laughs> Dude, so like, you can imagine I'm imagining someone sitting behind the show with a bowl of white rice. A lot of I would cry. Have to do that, man. Really? Oh, yeah. that's sad. Um, but um, 
But yeah, I had to I use cereal. Yeah, it's more fun. I think probably top three cereals I've had in my life, the Pop Tart ones. Um, just Pop Tart cereal. There's Pop Tart cereal. Okay, so maybe I haven't done my research. Yeah, That's probably what it there's is. There's so many things out there. <laughs> um, the strawberry is the best one. Okay. One. Um, okay. So, um, so yeah, man. and like if I start a, a like I eat it dry. Like it's not like I'm using it with milk. Well, because well, before a bodybuilding show, you sort of want to just focus on the carbs and minimize your, your water intake. At least that's okay. the way I do it. There's different ways of doing it. Okay. But um, yeah, I mean, I can literally just like snack on it. It's like eating like popcorn at the movies. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's... So you finish it before it starts? <laughs> before the show I, I, starts? Like the day sense. before. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, man. Huh. Um, I guess I got to do my research on cereal. That's just what it's you coming really do, to. <laughs> There's more cereal. That one's really good too. I haven't tried that either. I can see this is the thing. Like, I'm not in, like, I don't, when I go to the grocery store, I'm like, I get my necessities of like, all right, I need my protein, fat, carbs that are like usually like the things that are, you know, healthy, what I consider healthy. So, you know, I'll get like Dave Killer bread, I'll get some peanut butter, you know, I'll get all my protein sources. And I don't really ever think to get junk food on the side. But then when I'm at home, I'm like, damn, I really wish I had some junk food. Um, When when you diet hard, um, you sort of, uh, Start looking at things on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And like <laughs> every time I pass by the by the store and like I pass by that cereal aisle, I just like pass by and just like stare at the cereal. <laughs> and it's like no, no, the chicken breast is that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the the other thing that I wanted to to so we were talking about uh, changing things from a dietary perspective mm-hmm. to combat issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. One of the things, so in all the literature that I've been reading recently for longevity, okay. uh, so I don't know if uh, on Rogan he had um, Jamie Metzl. Uh, okay. So how to change your? I forgot the name of the book. Um, I think oh, the future of the human genome is is what he writes about. Okay. And then uh, David Sinclair just David recently. Sinclair, yeah, so he that. recently. Uh, so I didn't I didn't finish the, the podcast with him, but he recently he had his his book came out, and I plan on reading that. And then there's a bunch of studies that I've read from Dr. Wonder Patrick. Okay. Right. So all the time. <clears throat> Some of the main points in these studies have been showing that a high metabolism is linked to lower longevity. Yes. So I don't know. I don't know if you've read into that. I, um, I'm aware. Like I have not read into it, but I'm aware of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's funny because uh, I was just watching something today. Um, they were talking about. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Mark Bell's podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was interviewing uh, like two different people. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Tony Huge. He's big on like SARMs and like all the yeah. like, steroids and like uh, I forgot the other guy's name, but he was like a he was a doctor. He was like the closest thing you'll get to an expert on SARMs. Mm-hmm. So that was really interesting to to listen to. And um, and, and they were mentioning literally just that that longevity comes from um, or has been shown that people that eat less and sort of stay more active, like just walk more, yeah, uh, tends to live longer. Yep. But that's horrible for muscle building and bodybuilding. And so, like, for example, you mentioned the fasting earlier. Mm-hmm. Fasting is great for health. It's, it's like, horrible for bodybuilding. It's horrible for bodybuilding. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you can see, so you can see also, I was actually comparing earlier. So we'll do a, do a quick flex. So me and Brian used to be around the same size when we used to work <laughs> together. All right. So I get this mic out of the way. This, this is where he's at. This is where I'm at. That's fucking outrageous. His bicep is the size of my whole arm. It's just a tight shirt, right? <laughs> no, no, that's not, that's not it at all. Um, so, so what I think. So for me, I'm, I te- I seem to deviate more towards the side of longevity, gotcha. right? Like I'm wearing Vivo barefoot shoes. Like I'm, 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 you <laughs> know, nice yeah, they're actually pretty, they're like pretty comfortable. Um, and they like go with a lot of things, but, 
these are, you know, they have no soul support because I, I have flat feet, but my thing was like, I want to build my foot strength. Gotcha. Um, when it comes to diets, like I usually do the intermittent fasting because it's better for, um, what is it, uh, autophagy and apoptosis. Okay. So intermittent fasting increases autophagy. So your body's ability to recover, for your cells to recover and uh, decrease it. I'm sorry, it, uh, actually I have the notes here, so I, I didn't want to mess this one up. Um, so intermittent fasting is... It, so it, it, a state of nutrient starvation such as intermittent fasting causes autophagy and reduces oxidative stress. So again, being generally being in a lower metabolic state and having a lower metabolic rate overall leads to less oxidative stress. You're basically yes. not redlining your body constantly and putting the stress on it to constantly burn calories and you know produce produce energy and do you know do all these things that it needs to. Um, and then R- Rhonda Patrick always brings it up is that one of the best things of intermittent fasting is taking that window of time to not eat, let your body, in the simplest form, let your body do other tasks yes. outside of digestion. So I'm always trying to ride this line of like, I want to be big, right? Obviously, like I want to be huge, but there's this other thing was like, I also want to live long. I see what you mean. Uh, so one of the things with, uh, like you're saying with walking uh, and, and, you know, just eating a regular nutrient dense diet, but you know. Just being active. Uh, so in Jamie Mentzel's book, he talks about the civilizations that have the most centennials. So people over 100 years of age. Um, the two that he mentioned were uh, somewhere in Italy and then Okinawa in Japan. And the people there were just eating. You know, they weren't eating too much food. So somewhere around 15 to 1600 calories. Okay. And they were just active. So they'd walk every day. They'd take breaks. They wouldn't be sitting down. They weren't sedentary. Um, and they had the, they have the longest lifespan on average. Um, and then for me, so I, I can't figure out what I want to do. So I'm always back and forth where it's like, I want to be huge, but then it's like, I want to live as long as I can and feel the best for that amount of time. Yeah. I see what you mean. So like, how do you, cause you're, you're like, you're saying you're informed on this. Like, you know, the stress that having a high metabolism has, has oh, on the yeah. body, but your goal is to be a bodybuilder, exactly, right? Yeah. So like, how do you fight, fight those two things? It's. I mean, that's why, like, taking time off is important, too. Okay. Like, that's why I'm not competing. Like, I think competing twice a year is already, like, pretty hard on your body. Uh, if I could, I would only compete once a year, to be honest. Um, but I'm I'm not there yet. Like, I still need to, like, I'm still sort of, like, climbing up the ropes. So, um, it, the way I see it is, like, I'm not going to be competing forever. So, it's just a few years out of my life that I'm, like, focusing on this. But uh, like once I'm like 50 or something, I'm not planning to <laughs> keep competing. Okay. You know? But I don't even know when I'm going to stop competing, to be honest. Right. But, That's, um, it's when you go pro and you start, you know, everything works out. So you're exactly. not going to give up anytime so, soon. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, um, I mean, I'm still 23, man. I got yeah, time. You got time. So um, uh, that's why it's important to take time off. Like as soon as I'm done with a show that like this is why like I was 178 pounds on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I am 193 today. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's I'm, insane. That's actually not that bad to me. Okay. Like, this is the, 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 the best rebound I've had in the last like three years. Yeah. Usually it's like 20 plus pounds in the first week. Damn. Yeah. That's insane. I've never, because I, I, I always see people who I've competed and, you know, I've, I've like I've seen Christian Guzman going through his process and I've seen some of the other people that, that compete go through their process of like, you know, cutting down for this, these multiple weeks for like on end on a caloric deficit doing yeah. cardio. And then within a couple of weeks, they just bounce back. Um, for me, it's I always wonder how that feels from like a physiolo- physiological oh, perspective man. of like how your body like reacts and how you like feel within your body within that you know week or two of just gaining weight so fast um you ever like had like maybe like on the weekend night or something 
or you eat like a bunch of food, like whether it's like sushi or like pizza, and you just like, like bloated. Yeah. Yeah. You remember your stomach how it felt? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember maybe your joints? They were a little like like inflamed. Yeah, and yeah. Your, your ankles were a little puffy. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Like the whole time. For like the first few days. Okay. Um, after a show, at least for me. Okay. Because it's it's a combination of, you just manipulated your your water, so like. I got really dehydrated for the show mm-hmm. uh, while carving up at the same time. So there is some repercussions after that. Like your body goes into a state where it just absorbs everything. Mm-hmm. That combined with like the last few weeks of just crazy amounts of cardio and like very little amounts of food. Like your body's just a sponge. It just absorbs everything. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why it's important to keep doing your cardio. Make sure you re- rehydrate things like Pedialyte are important. Coconut water, things like that help a lot. Uh, like right after a show, you see most bodybuilders with a little Pedialyte yeah, yeah. bottle, like just sipping on it. Um, and has, then, has there ever been a scenario that you know of where someone improperly, um, so like they cut, they didn't exercise at the same frequency and they bounced back from a show where they had like extremely, extremely uh, detrimental effects to their body where they, you know, they couldn't, couldn't you know, couldn't move properly or, you know, had to go to the hospital or whatever it may be, where it's just like they, they didn't exercise and then they, they upped their calories and gotcha. they, their body just like um, couldn't handle it. Like Personally, I, I don't. Okay. Um, but like you, you hear it all the time in the news. Um, so like if you ever hear of bodybuilders dying uh, after a show or like during a show or like right before a show, it's never really because of like the steroids that they use or, or the drugs. It's actually the diuretics that they use. Mm-hmm. Like the diuretics are the most dangerous thing that they can use because some people have no like control with that like they go ham on the diuretic sometimes um like, so you're basically example, they're depleting essential uh, exactly the essential water that plus all the the carving up for the food for right. the, for the show uh in combination of like during a show you it, it's very uh stressful like the night before you barely sleep sometimes because of uh like just stress because you're about to compete or just so much to do, like you have to get tan the night before, the day, the day of, and then you have to go there early, mm-hmm. make sure your meals are prepped and ready. So you got to like wake up super early, go to bed the night before really late. Yeah, so yeah. it's like it's a bunch of things coming. And on top together. of that, you usually just traveled from yes. wherever you were coming in from. And yeah. that was the last couple of days. There's a bunch of variables there. Yeah. So um, it's sad, but like, you know, some people overdo it with uh, the diuretics. Mm-hmm. Um, for me... It, like that really uncomfortable period lasts like three, four days. And then after that becomes more of a mental thing that I get over. It takes me like a week and a half after that. So I usually say like, I'm good, like two weeks after a show. Like okay. even right now I'm dealing with the, not even the body wise. It's been, it's been a bit weak, right? Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. It's been week, exactly a week. Days, yeah. yeah. Um, right now, like what I'm dealing with most is like the mental aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Like right now, if I start eating, I can't stop eating. Okay. Like I just like uh, you meant uh, I mentioned earlier, my breakfast was like two thousand, three thousand yeah, calories. Insane. So what? Like what are you? <laughs> what is in your breakfast that is two thousand? So this calories? was the plan today. The plan was half a cup of oatmeal, like seven egg whites, um, and a serving of uh, peanut butter. Mm-hmm. That was gonna be my breakfast. But then um, I started eating a little bit more. There was a more oatmeal, so I had like a whole cup. Then I had some English muffins. Mm-hmm. And had three little containers of yogurt. So it just it just kept going. And it, yeah. It just kept adding on top of yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, thank God I didn't buy like. That's something I've been doing as well, not buying junk food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like whatever I have at home is actual food. Um, it, it's my way. Like every show, I'm getting better and better at that. <laughs> at like 
like my first show, man, I went all out. Before I even stepped on stage, I bought like Oreos, I bought like donuts, I bought mm-hmm. muffins, I bought everything under the sun. I think 30 pounds in a week. Jeez. Yeah, I think I, w- I think you were there. Was I? I was, I was sitting there's... on honey during the meetings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, I remember. <laughs> that was, <laughs> I remember. That was my carb up yeah. for the pre-workout. <laughs> um, yeah, so not doing that anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm doing better with that in that aspect. But right now is, is that mental challenge. Just like, all right, I need to like, you know, have... Like slow, slowly work your way back up to eating an amount that your body yeah. won't bounce back in, in a detrimental way. Uh, yes. Um, right now I'm just not eating outside too much. Because mm-hmm. if I eat outside, then that's a problem for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just mostly making all my foods right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may be in big quantities, but like... It's still like I'm making it myself. Yeah, yeah. Like, like so that, reason, that that takes out the likelihood of having you know additives in it or yes. anything that the would cause more The reason I was able to tell bloat. you a number was because like I made it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so that that limits how bad uh, the exactly, situation could yeah. be. Okay, and, and that makes sense. And it's not like I'm eating, like, um, like a bunch of like like crappy foods. Like, how much sugar and how much fats are in like a cake that you mm-hmm. buy outside? You know, right, or, right. Like, cookies that you buy outside, kind of thing. Um, even though I did have some cookies the other day, but let's not talk about yeah. that. No, we'll, we'll keep it away from that. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so I want to go into now. Uh, you mentioned SARMs. It's interesting that you mentioned that. So I've actually I've actually done SARMs. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done them twice, and I wanted okay. to get your take on SARMs and uh, kind of uh, how how much the exposure to it has increased, and how many people have have been inclined to take them or try them. And uh, what you think of them in, in the bodybuilding space. Okay. Um, I think SARMs work. Um, but it's just such a delicate topic at this point because, like, it is legal to consume, mm-hmm. but it's not legal. So like, it's not, it's, in terms of uh, FDA regulation, it's not legal to sell it as a product yet. Yes. But it had, so some of them have had enough research where they are viable to take by humans. Um, the only one that I've taken is um, Osrin, okay. um, so MK two eight six six. And the reason why I'm so open about this, and like I talked, like I had, it was on another podcast, um, and I'd mentioned this on the entire experience of going through them, is that I do think there's a lot of benefit because um, SARMs weren't meant to be, ta- at least Osrin wasn't meant to be taken just for muscle growth or muscle gain. Mm-hmm. Um, Osrin was made for uh, cancer malignant patients who have low bone density and uh, uh, atrophying issues for their musculature. Um, so for me, again, joint pain, yeah, muscle that. issues, yeah, yeah. I, all these injuries, I, I wanted to take, and that's actually, it's the only reason that I think that I was able to recover at the pace that I was really? after, yeah, so after really? uh, I'd had the shoulder injury. Okay. Um, so if you remember last time we talked, uh, I was still dealing with the shoulder yes, problem. Yes, I so I had the shoulder impingement, and uh, I'm pretty sure I had a slight labrum tear. So I never really got it checked out, but. It's getting a lot better now? Yeah. Uh, so back then, if I was trying to do a push-up, couldn't do it. Wow. Pain. If I tried to push a twenty-pound dumbbell, couldn't do it. Wow. Pain. And uh, I remember, I listened so again, listened to myself this morning, uh-huh. um, saying at that time, like I need to let go of my ego and you know work my way back up. Yeah. So what I did is again, Equinox like completely changed my perspective on how to work out and like what to do yeah, and how to combat a situation. Yeah. Um, so I started with just band work, like doing yeah. you know, you know like ER presses, stabilizing. Yes, uh, okay. So I spent weeks doing that, but my injury was still there, so it wasn't getting better. Um, and I, I found out about SARMs and I was, you know, like, you know, at this point I've dealt with this for so long. I don't know what else I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And obviously, like, I could have done so much more. I could have taken my time with it, blah, blah, right? But I was like, all right, let me try this and see what happens. Um, so I took, for the first eight weeks, uh, I took, I think it was 22.5 milligrams a day. Wait, how much? Uh, 22.5. 22.5. Yeah, okay. uh, which is about what the, the yeah, person's supposed yeah. to take. Um, so I take an Austrian for eight for the eight weeks, and I kept doing my rehab. And I slowly started pressing. Nice. I slowly started going up. And over that eight-week process, I went from I couldn't do anything with this to I was pressing 30s or 40s again, right? So that was a big yeah, improvement. that's a huge improvement. Crazy. Uh, and then the second time I did it for fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Muscle. Yeah, yeah. So the second time I did it for fun, and I was like, all right, let me see if I can push myself again. Um, so the second time I did it, I went from like pressing 30s and 35s for sets for yeah. pushing like 70s to 75s for sets. Okay. Um, pushing was my metric of like how good. And uh, I think I got my deadlift back up from uh, I think like a 135 to like I did a 315 for one. What? Like insane. Jesus. Insane. And like my recovery was unprecedented. Like I would be doing a extremely heavy workout and then I wouldn't even be sore the next day. Yeah. You see, that's exactly why like I a lot of people have like a misconception when it comes to like these kind of drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, they they don't really understand it and they just put like a bad stigma behind it that yeah. it's it, because they don't understand it really. Like it's like you said before, it was meant to help patients. Mm-hmm. You know, it was me- it was meant to help people. Um, the, well, it's medic- so there's this weird thing with when, like you're saying stigma like there's this weird thing where people categorize drugs into like a category of its own but like medicine is drugs it really is yeah. like that's it's the same thing and, it's just in different forms like aspirin can be more dangerous than SARM yeah like, um, <laughs> Adderall is an amphetamine right it's, they're, they're all in, they're, there's multiple categories of drugs and there are different variations of those drugs you have to do your research so right. The things that I said in the other podcast I was on was like, I, I did my blood work. Like I, I really checked everything, all yeah. my vitals and like kept track of how my body was responding to this mm-hmm. and did it in a way where it's like I'm not just doing it like an idiot. And that is the responsible way of doing it. That's yeah. how you should be doing it. Yeah. So I, I, there's, I think there's a lot of benefit to it and I think it's not getting the respect it should uh, because people are just saying, oh, you put it into the steroid category, PED yes. and that's it. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of SARMs um, for the average person. Like for example um, – like, you're not the only one with those issues, man. Like, I remember I've, I've had clients before in the past where, like, anything they did just wasn't working. Even going to the doctor, they would tell them, you have arthritis. There's nothing we can yeah. do. Like, oh, just, like, a, a shot, cortisone, and, like... And that's not... So, that's exactly... So, when I went to my doctor, I told him, it's like, I'm having arthritis-like feelings and yeah. high inflammation. And their solution is always, let's just put a cortisol <laughs> shot in there. And I tell them, it's like, that's not... I've never... I've actually never gotten a cortisol shot because every time they recommend it, I go, no, I don't want that. Yeah, I'm in my 20s. That's exactly. not the solution. It really is not. Taking a cortisol shot is only going to make it feel slightly better for a short amount of time and it will mask the pain and it, I'll probably do something. the root problem. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll probably do something that's going to make the situation worse because it feels fine. Yeah. Then, you know, later on when the cortisol wears off, oh, well, what did I do? I wonder why I'm in pain. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, I, I, I avoided that. <clears throat> and I personally have seen the benefits from, from SARMs and I have recommended it to others. Uh, again, doing their research. Yeah. Like, do it independently. Don't take anyone's word for it. That's the one thing about about it as well. Um, I think it's actually a good thing, in my opinion. Um, I would put it really in a, in a category of, like, supplements, if I could. But, uh, you know, it's not FDA-regulated. So, like, right now, there's no... Since it's not FDA-regulated, like, where, wherever you get it from, like, you, you can't be sure whether you get into SARMs or not. That's the, the one thing that I don't like about it. Um, 
Yeah, there know. there was a uh, someone. I think I think it was on Mark uh, Mark Bell's podcast. Someone mm-hmm. was talking about it uh, where. They had said that sometimes people who are trying to sell SARMs on like a lower production, so if they're not like yeah. a large company, uh, what they'll do is they'll cut it or they'll when they buy it from producers out in China, um, it's already cut. So you're not really getting whatever it was supposed to be yeah. um, in its fullest form or and, its cleanest form. And sometimes form. if you're getting from these like underground places, like you, you may get like actual steroids instead mm-hmm. of the actual SARMs. So right. like instead of getting your Austrian, you may be getting Anavar right. or something like that. So, right. So it's like... Unfortunately, I didn't turn huge, so I don't think I was on Anavar. <laughs> hey, man, as long as your joint pain got better, I yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah, and, so and blood work is good. Like, yeah, so so this is the the most interesting thing that I saw change when I would take when I took Austrian was my uh, my cholesterol. Okay, so um, I, from what I can tell, it seems as though Austrian it regulates your ability to use utilize fat much better. What I saw was that my HDL and LDL went from approximately, I think it was like a 50 HDL and then I think somewhere around uh, 90 or 100 for my LDL. So like normal range, right? Nothing crazy. Um, After I'd taken the SARMs, did my blood work again, my HDL was above 60. I think it was like 65. And my LDL had come down to like a 70-something or 80. Yeah. Let me ask you something. How was your diet during that period? My diet... Uh, I increased, I increased my calories at that time, okay. but I mean, it was about the same, like, uh, like good, healthy fats. Yeah. Is. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I, honestly, this is, this is the thing with my diet. This is why I mentioned earlier where it's like, I don't really eat too much and I don't really eat junk food. So okay. I like stay at like the same kind of body, body, uh, composition. Okay. Um, I have my mornings always like an omelet with coconut oil, like spinach, like, uh, onions, peppers, whatever that is. Uh, if I want to add carbs, I'll either do like a bowl of oatmeal or a Kodiak cake, depending on like how much, how much carbs I want. Um, yeah. And they're good. Like the, 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 uh, macros you're getting on them. Again, I don't know. You don't look at macros, but no, 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 I I do look at macros. (laughs) I just don't like, like, for example, when I'm close to a show, I I don't look, I don't like looking at the calories Yeah. because if I, if, if in my head, I'm telling myself I'm eating 1600 calories, 1700 calories, I'm like, damn, that's very little food. Right. But like if I'm really looking at the plan itself, I'm getting six meals. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I look at the numbers, it just plays with my head that I'm not getting food. Oh, okay, But if you. I look at the plan itself, it's, it's like I'm eating. Yeah, yeah, got it. So that's, that's, an interesting, that's an interesting perspective on it. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll do that. So that's usually my breakfast. It's about uh-huh. the same. I'll have some fruit in the breakfast too. Okay. Um, I'll have like maybe a protein shake in the day. I'll have um, another meal in the, af- in the afternoon. Uh, but, so my breakfast is always around 12. All right, so like I was saying, I was okay. intermittent fasting, and then yeah. my what I call lunch would be at like three or four, four p.m. Okay. And that's usually like rice, protein, and then it's, so any people have dal. You know what dal is? It's like it's it's yeah. So it's basically um, it's basically like chickpea soup. I don't know how to describe it. Okay. Um, but we use that as like a <clears throat> like a kind of like a sauce. I don't know how to describe it. Okay. But you basically put that on top of rice. But it's high in protein. Okay. It's like very healthy. Okay. Um, and like hummus, sort of. Kind of, yeah, okay. yeah. Except instead of like a, instead of a dip, it'd be like a sauce. Like Got it's more it. like okay, liquidy. Okay. Um, so I gotta get you some then uh, it'll definitely change your meals up because it's like it makes it less dry and you can eat like yeah you can eat like again it's healthy it's very it's just protein basically um, you can add that to like dry chicken and rice and it'll make it fine that, yeah. yeah so that's usually my lunch because like it's fine and usually again my lunch has turmeric because my mom you know I'm Bengali and my mom adds that to all the food that she makes right? and then and then um Dinner, or I usually have like something light because I don't like having anything heavy before sleeping. Okay. I'll have like a sandwich of some sort. So like the, um, 
the Dave's Killer Bread, right? Ooh, so I'll either have either have like a PBJ and mm-hmm. a shake, or I'll have like a turkey, like deli turkey sandwich with like Gosh. spinach and veggies on it again. Okay, like man. usually, like I'm saying, around like eighteen to two thousand calories. So that's like my everyday. Okay. I don't really change anything from that. Uh, uh, if I do anything, it's like. If I'm out, I'll have something from outside. But again, I'll do something healthy. Like today, gotcha. I'm probably gonna have outside the donuts we're gonna get. I'm, pro- <laughs> I'm probably gonna have like a salad from Chick Fil A. Like, right? It's like not yeah. So nothing, nothing that's like really crazy. Um, and on Sarms, I didn't do anything other than add some extra calories. Okay. Um, and like my my blood work was phenomenal. Uh, and so it's it's really fascinating how it impacted me and like how I felt. Um, it also had a slight nootropic effect. So I felt like when okay. I woke up, I was like alert, really, and okay. like ready to go all the time. And everything felt like denser, like it just felt better. Okay. Um, the the thing that's my issue with it is that it's not long lasting, which is why like I've been trying to find other things that gotcha. are gonna again combat the problem from a base and you know from the root and up. Did the problem come back? No. So my shoulder's fine. Nice. Yeah, my shoulder's absolutely okay. fine now. That's I can great. press, no issues at all. Um, I do have an issue. Like I've I've always had this though, where my shoulder like is it's uh, one of the trainers said it's probably a subluxed shoulder. But like it can basically pop in and out, so I don't know if like you can see that. Yeah, so it like literally will like if yeah, I yeah, squeeze yeah, my pec, yeah, it pops in and out. Um, so I've had that issue my whole life though. Okay. Um, it doesn't cause pain, doesn't cause any issues. Okay. Uh, but I've been trying to stabilize it more. Okay. Yes. And okay. Um, and like just make sure it doesn't do that when like I'm doing something. Because uh, yeah, I did I've that. I've done a pull up before and just my shoulder will pop out. Whoa. Yeah. So like I said, I have horrible genetics. <laughs> so um, yeah. So the reason I bring up arms is. Uh, so you're in the bodybuilding community, right? Yeah. So some people have said, and this is a compliment, that you might be non-natty. <laughs> so, well, I mean, like, I don't really talk about it too much, but okay. like, people don't ask me, but I yeah. am not natural. Like, you're not? No. I oh, shit. Stuff. Oh, yeah. no. First place they hear it. <laughs> okay. I, I want to get, and this is, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring up that I had mm-hmm. done SARMs. Yeah. Is, again, it gets a bad rap, and I don't think it should. Um, you know, people are taking antidepressants. They're taking melanin the way they shouldn't. T- melatonin, not melanin. Uh. Yeah, don't take that. That's, yeah, don't take that. Um, and I, I always, because like, you know, no disrespect. You're obviously you're putting in the work. You're dieting. You're doing all the things, but you're getting fucking ungodly huge. <laughs> and it was just like there's like it was getting to the point where it's like I can't tell anymore. But if anyone ever asked me, I'd be like, no, I think he's. I'm pretty sure he's natty. Well, like, he I've never really hard. like spoken about it. Like, okay. but if someone DMs you and asks me, I'm like, yeah, man, no, nah, I, I do take stuff. Okay. I won't go into detail on, on what I take, but okay. like I won't lie to people and tell them that I'm okay. natural kind of thing. You know. Okay. But I also don't claim to be natural. Right. Just because it's like. A touchy subject. Yeah. Because one, it's not really uh, legal. Yeah. And uh, a lot of things aren't legal. A lot of people do them. True. But I, I feel like it, it just, at least for me, I don't want to bring that. Like, my whole thing is like, about positivity, fitness, mm-hmm. nutrition, and like the motivation part of it. I don't want people to be focusing on that particular mm-hmm. part and then ignore the yeah. nutrition yeah. and the training part of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's uh, why I'm not bringing it up. Like, and that's like the first thing, you know, we went to. I, I don't know if you're familiar with Brandon Harding. Yeah. 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 Well, right. Yeah. So, like, I, I think he's doing something great for the, the, the community. Okay. Like, he's very open about it. He's yeah. so open about it. You yeah. know, he, he had that video where he was showing his entire stack and the, the damage that he's doing to his body and, like, how he feels and how, like, Ooh. intense it is. So, that video, that was. Intense. Very relatable. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, when I saw that video, I didn't think it was bad. Because I think more likely than not, more people are less likely to do steroids because they see, holy shit, like, it's just like dieting. It's more than dieting where you have to schedule every little thing you're doing perfectly or else you're going to destroy your body. Well, at the same time is you got to look at it from a different perspective where he's a competitor. Mm -hmm. Like, there's people that take stuff 
but never really get below like eight percent body fat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, like someone that if someone can have like a relatively uh, easy time with with stuff um, and get to ten percent body fat. Yeah. Um, but for a competition, it's a little differently. That takes like a different mindset. That just you really have to have everything in place for you to get down to like the five percent body fat like range. Right. But um. Uh, I think I think that's what uh, what he was um, like. Like, is it's not easy to get to that point. <laughs> no, no. Whether you take stuff, whether you don't take yeah. stuff, and it does take a mental toll on you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's not. I mean, no matter what, at the end of the day, it's hard work, and that's something oh, yeah. that that I, I it still pisses me off that people think that you can just take a magic pill and like you'll get there. I wish I would take that pill. And <laughs> yeah, in a sense of heart, you know, like it would make it so much easier. But that's not how it is. No matter what you do, like you have to put in the effort yeah. and the time and the commitment to it. Yeah. Um, do you think at your level and above your level that basically everyone has to, um, you know, in go past I- that in the IFBB? Yeah, I think. As an amateur, you you could turn pro naturally, mm-hmm. but I think very few people can. Okay. And you got to put in the work. Yeah. Like, for example, a, a good example is uh, Arash Rabar. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you're familiar with him. He's a uh, sounds familiar, but classic sure. physique competitor. Okay. Um, he, he's been like placing top five for like the last three, four years, except okay. this year. Um, <laughs> but he, he's like an elite. Like he's just top of the top at this point. And um, the guy turned pro naturally. But he was also around 30 years old. Like, the guy has oh, been man. lifting. He's yeah. been working out and dieting for, like, 20 years. Mm-hmm. He did it naturally. But then, like, he's not natural anymore. Right. So, like, I think it's possible. But once you're in the IFB, it, it's, it's, like, it, it's like going to, like, a gunfight with a knife. Or yeah, like, okay. Like, yeah, that makes sense. It, it's just... You're just it's going to be so much more difficult. Oh, and yeah. you're not going to be competing at like, the same level. Yeah, unless you're, like... Even Rony Coleman, like, if he was natty, maybe he would win top five na- as a natural. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he would be able, he would, he, he even, I mean, Rony Coleman was, like, top of the genetics. Like, he was, like, at, yeah, at yeah. the top. And even him was taking stuff. So, like, if, if you look at it like that, like, what is someone like me gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, um, I mean, um, I'm not competing as a bodybuilder. That's one. So I don't have to get that big, thank right. God. Yeah. Or, or classic physique, really. So, um, like, I'm I'm a lot more um, conservative with what I do. Right. So, I don't know it's interesting, um, and I think I think more people need to understand uh, on, on like a, a, a the big picture of everything, and not just look at it from this one like one side of it. And, and a lot of people don't understand, you know, why someone would do it or how how it affects the body because they're not really into it. Yeah. Or they're not into that lifestyle. Um, Joe Rogan says that you can abuse anything. Most people are abusing cheeseburgers. So it's like, <laughs> as long as you, you got to figure out what you're doing and how you're using it. Um, yeah. And the thing is, most people that are are in this community, um, it's like, I'm not big, but I'm still in like the, the lifting community. Yeah, obviously, right? <laughs> no, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding around. Um, but like I've, like, I've done SARMs, right? And uh-huh. the reason why like, you know, I've seen the benefits of it is because like I've done my research. I know what the benefits are, the reason to take them, why I should take them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've I've taken it from my independent perspective mm-hmm. and I've seen the benefits from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think everyone should stop, you know, thinking of it from like, if they're doing it, should I do it? And be like, why should I do it? Do yeah, I need it? That's exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like, if I wasn't competing, I wouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that. Um, and, and also like always, you know, plan stuff ahead. Don't just like jump into it without a plan. Like, that's why I started working with the coach. 
so I like I learn about this stuff. I don't like I wasn't planning to do I wouldn't do this by myself, you know, mm-hmm. like with no like plan or anything. Because I would just mess myself up. That thing right. is like like steroids can be dangerous, but at the same time, it's only one if you abuse them and two if you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um but if you know what you're doing, if you have someone guiding you through it, like there are side effects, but at the same time, steroids have been around for so long that you can counteract the side effects. Mm-hmm. So like what would you do if you take too much aspirin? You go to the doctor, the doctor would know what to do because they know the side effects of taking too much aspirin. Right. So it's the same principle. Don't don't take too much aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the same principle, you can deal with the side effects of steroids mm-hmm. um, to the point where it's like, uh, if you're not abusing it, you, you can live a pretty healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, even if you really think about it, like people do TRT all the time, testosterone mm-hmm. replacement therapy. Like once you start hitting your 40s, people go to the doctor to get testosterone. Yeah, your testosterone naturally dips yeah, off. Exactly, yeah. So it's like, it, is it really dangerous or can it enhance your life? Yeah. You know? And that's uh, so this is going back to, I was talking about longevity. Yeah. Um, so the reason I'm inclined to do things that will help me feel better is because I want to live longer, but not only just live longer, I want to feel better gotcha. the whole time I'm living longer. Because okay. um, I feel like, like with, again, this is why... I, uh, I'm on that line of, you know, using things that have been around forever, like turmeric and caffeine and yeah. also taking all the new things. And by new things, when I said it earlier, I made like SARMs, right? Yeah, so yeah. the reason I'm on that line is like, we're well, we're innovating to enhance human I, life, yeah. to make everyone's life feel I better and, and live longer and, you know, feel good the whole ride. David um, Sinclair thinking. Yeah. So I, uh, so I'm, I'm excited to read that book and get into it. Um, but like, I, I, there's so much more that I'm, have you ever listened to like Ben Greer for talking about all the stuff that he does? I have not, no. So, I mean, he does some crazy stuff. Like he'll shoot like, like infrared light into his balls. What? All right. Same through testosterone. Right? So like crazy. Like Jesus he's like, Christ. so there's, there's different levels of <laughs> doing this stuff. the first time I heard that <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's different levels of what you can do to enhance like your, um, existence and like how you feel um but the biggest thing is people aren't in sync with their bodies and they just need to be more in sync yeah. uh there's one thing i had a conversation recently where i think physiology should be taught from when you're like you start school all the way up until you graduate high school because most people are leaving high school with all this knowledge on like math chemistry biology which is like useful and it's great like we should all know that but most people don't know how their body works and that's like the most important thing there's that's so what carries things, you through man. life so many things that they don't teach us in school man well, yeah, we could get like finance yeah. and all the yeah, all that other stuff. Yeah, we could go into that. Um, so okay, so taking a step past all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, what are you working on now? Uh, so I know that you recently, so you have your partnership with Condemn Labs, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so your social media has has been growing, and you've slow. been active. Uh, it, again, you it's it's slow but steady, and uh, I agree. yeah, and um, you're you're still constantly working, and you know you're always again. You you said last time, build and don't stop, and that's yeah. your kind of mantra, and you've been I'm living st- to I'm that. I'm still doing that, really. Yeah, uh, I just haven't released any clothing until right. probably this week. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, I've been working on something, but it's just I'm very picky with what I like make. Yeah, and it's very like like my my, my plan with build and don't stop is not just to make a profit, mm-hmm. but it's more to like it's inspire just a very few amount of people. Mm-hmm. Well, that, at least that's what I, I'm trying to do right. uh, with with the, the gear that I have. So, like, a simple shirt, like, I've seen, I may not make that many shirts at once, but, like, the few people that I've seen it wearing uh, my stuff, they're, like, like, their mindset when it, like, they will, they will wear the shirt for a one rep max mm-hmm. or, like, when that's they sick. do, when they do legs. Yeah. That, to me, means just, like, so yeah, yeah. much. Yeah, that means a lot, yeah. Because that, that's what I, that's what it really is about, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
getting better and, and just being consistent. You know? mm-hmm. um, as far as what I'm working on right now, um, I mean, same old, really. Um, uh, I'm still doing my, my coaching business. Um, I'm still a personal trainer. Um, uh, partnership with Condemn Labs, which is going really well, actually. Um, this is like my my second ever sponsorship. Okay. I used to work with Performix at one point. Yeah, yeah. But um, with Condemn Labs, I'm a lot more uh, hands-on. Like okay. they're using me for their ads and stuff. So um, like someone sent me a picture of... Uh, I saw the calendar. You were in the... Ca- or like yes, a... Uh, like a catalog. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. it was. Um, it's sick. So, someone sent me a screenshot that they saw a Facebook ad of. of the, that's yeah. awesome. And I was like... Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that. Um, but yeah, like they've been booking me for like photo shoots mm-hmm. and stuff here and there. So that, that's pretty cool. Um, and then as far as like my next show and stuff, honestly, I haven't really decided. Uh, like I said, I have two chances a year. This show in Vegas, I don't know how to explain it. I, it, it, it didn't really feel right. Okay. I don't know if it was the location or like, I don't know. My mindset wasn't like there a hundred percent. And uh, so I'm probably going to be doing the the Arnold. Um, I'm deciding still if I'm going to do the one 2020. If um, if I'm not ready by 2020, um, well, I'll decide by around Christmas time. Uh, I'll do the 2021. But I probably won't be doing uh, Vegas anymore. It's just not, I don't know how to explain it. Just Vegas, it's not really like my scene. It's not really like. You think it's a location like, that has an impact? I don't know. Too many strippers going around. Too many. <laughs> Uh, Everyone that tells me that they go to Vegas, they have like people just like standing around, like sh- like give you cards, and it just has like strip strip clubs nearby. That's funny. I mean, in the <laughs> casino, the like the the, the waitresses were like half naked too. Oh my, okay. Like, I mean, you're too distracted. That's what it was. That's exactly. What it was. <laughs> the blood flow is wrong play. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Vegas is is it's fun to party and stuff, but that's not my scene. I'm okay. like a complete 180 from that. Yeah. So it's Ohio is a lot more. Calm, chill. Mm-hmm. Like people are a lot nicer. Okay. Like um, the expo and the show itself are like right there connected. Yeah. I'm familiar with the expo because okay. like I've been there like twice already. So um, everything is close by. Um, it's a lot easier to get around in Ohio than it is in Vegas. Okay. Um, time zone is the same. Okay. Um, and the, the weather, I don't know, it's a lot cooler around March. It's so many factors. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was looking at the pictures the um, from the Arnold and uh, the Olympia amateur this time around, and I I was leaner for the Olympia amateur, mm-hmm. but I looked better <laughs> at the Arnold. Like for this time around, I saw like different like lines and cuts that I've never seen around my abs. Right. Um. Which, and then once I stepped on stage, I looked all like soft and like, yeah, but it. it I feel like this time, that. so I've seen because I saw both of them. Actually, I tried to. I couldn't catch you on the live stream uh, for this past one. It's okay, um, but I did. I did see like the screenshots and all that stuff. Oh, and stuff both. I feel like for this one, you came in a lot bigger. I was, yeah. But uh, I think your conditioning, yeah, uh, for the I, one I for one prior uh, was a lot better. Um, and and I, mean, I think the tanning was also better the time before. I think the tanning <laughs> this one didn't seem like the coat was as like as like well done. You think so? I think so. Um, I can't again. This is from my perspective. I don't know shit no, about. I mean, it's, no, no. It, it's honestly it's very subjective. So yeah. it's like if you like that tanning, yeah. Like I think the time prior was darker. It was. It was I think the darker is better. for you better for the striations, like seeing the definition in general. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. Um. I mean, this time around, like, I um, like. 
Okay, so let me put it this way. They told us the show was between 8 a.m. and 12 p.m. Mm-hmm. I ended up going on stage at like 2 p.m. I remember, yeah. <laughs> so it's like that kind of messed up with the carb up a little bit. Could have played my favorite because I rested a little bit longer. But like so many variables that you can't control. Is there um, is there more people that go to the Vegas show? Or is it just like more like... Um, in my class, I think there were like 25 people last year for Arnold and 22 people for this time around. Okay. And uh, as far as like, the placement, I actually haven't even told anyone the placement yet on IG. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I just found out like two days ago. Okay. Um, I did so bad, man. That's fine, dude. You're working. <laughs> I got 16th place in that okay. show. Damn. Yeah, that okay. was not happening. Because the time, time before, I think it was 7th or 6th? It was 2nd. 2nd? Yeah. No, there was one. Was oh, it one the of first the... one was 7th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So I'm from 7th. Yeah. Shoot. Went from 7th yeah. place to 2nd place. To 16th. Okay. Place. But there were some people on this this show that were just like, they were way older, oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, and they were just, they came in. Not just older, but no, no, those guys definitely deserved to yeah. be in front of me for sure. They looked insane, man. Um, but it's just, just a matter of like, I, I did hear uh, people talking about like the judging wise. Mm-hmm. Like they were going um, for like the smaller guys. But uh, like, I feel like if I start talking about that, that that's more excuses than anything else. Okay. And like, I can't really control what the judges think. Like the decision's done. Like the only thing I can control is like how I can come in next time. So that's what I got to do, man. Um, so yeah, I'm not decided yet on what show I'm going to do yet. Okay. Okay. So it's either six months from now or a year and a half from now. Right. All right. But in summary, building don't stop. It stays that mentality. Exactly, you stay yeah. that mentality and you're always working. You're always grinding. You're on your diet. Um, I think we covered all the things that I really want to go over. We, nice. we, we covered your, so in a year, it's been a year and a half. Um, yeah. It's been no stop. Uh, <laughs> like he says, you've been working nonstop, diets on point, other than some donuts, uh, for now. <laughs> cookie here or there for Once now. The prep starts, gets yeah. Yeah. Other than that, uh, Brian Blasio, I'll uh, link his Instagram, all of his, his uh, social media uh, in the description. Uh, I hope uh, – it was a rocky start in the beginning because my heart was too high and I was too excited. Uh, but uh, we, I think we had a great conversation and we talked about a lot of good things. Um, hopefully, I was – I didn't hog the mic for too long because I have a tendency to do that. <laughs> yeah, man. I tend to go on rants all the time too. All right. Cool, cool. Uh, but that's it. Uh, if you guys like the content, obviously share it. Let people know. If you want to find Brian in the description – I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace out. I'll see you guys. That's it. About an hour, a little bit more. Was it? Yeah.